You can now relive the best moments of the UEFA Champions League 24-7. The UEFA Champions League channel is a new 24-hour streaming channel serving non-stop goals, highlights, and full match replays from the world's most prestigious club competition. Reminisce on your favorite moments, legendary players, and brilliant goals with the UEFA Champions League channel, streaming around the clock on Pluto TV and the CBS Sports app. Should you ever set foot outside of the motel, you will be shot. Don't miss the new Showtime limited series based on the international bestseller. For the last four years, I've been a prisoner. Why are they keeping you here? Starring Emmy Award winner Ewan McGregor. This is the brave new world that you dreamt of. Be very careful. You are still a prisoner here. Everything in this new world comes at cost. This is still my country. A Gentleman in Moscow. Now streaming on Paramount Plus. Only with the Paramount Plus with Showtime plan. Hello and welcome to the Wildcat Scoop podcast. I'm your host, Shelby Shear, here with... Jason Shear. Not Jason, like last night. I changed my name. He changed it legally today to Jason. And we are here with another football chat. Yeah, we're going offensive preview today. Offensive preview. Defensive preview tomorrow. Brief prediction podcast. We're, We're all over the place, Shelby. It's exhausting. Like every night, oh, podcast for I'd like, you. I'd like to start before we we do the whole question thing. I just tweeted. It is hilarious to me. San Diego State coach Brady Hokey was asked if the weather on Saturday could be an advantage for Arizona. It's going to be like 90 degrees. <laughs> it was yeah. 104 today when Arizona was practicing. It was, it's been disgusting. The whole, it's, it's, you know, I, I haven't been here as long as you. Yeah. I've been here for 20 years still. It was the most humid summer that I can remember. It's pretty gross this summer. Like, the fact that, like, this is a thing. Like, this is actually a storyline. It's kind of funny to me. Well, because I like. Because it's not like abnormal heat. Like, it's no, 90 degrees. 90 degrees. But what I, I like that the seeds are being planted now. So if San Diego State loses. There's like, ugh, it was so hot. Arizona just had this huge advantage. I'm sure one of the headlines would be like, Arizona turns the heat up on the Aztecs. Oh, that's a good one. Arizona burns San Diego State. Arizona, I got nothing. That's all I got. I'm sure if anybody else has any ideas that they're going to let us know. I will say if Arizona wins, I may just do a 40-minute podcast with different titles that we can use to make fun of San Diego State. That'd be fun. Mm-hmm. Well, let's let's get there first. So, all right, offensive preview. We have six questions. First one: San Diego State is led by quarterback Braxton Burmeister. It feels like he has been in college for fifteen years, but what else do we know about him? It's really only uh, fourteen. Okay, fourteen uh, yeah. years. Okay. Now he's been in college for uh, I think this is his seventh year. He's trying to get in that. You know, it, it's between him and J.B. Brown, I think. Uh, J.B., you know, I think he's going to go for the seventh year, too, probably. But Braxton Burmeister is an interesting case because he started out at Oregon, where he actually started um, a game at against UCLA. Um, and Jed Fish was on that UCLA team. And I believe, if my memory serves me correctly, uh, it didn't go well for him. They got killed. Uh, he threw a pick, 74 yards. He tried to run 
I put up the stats. He ran 16 times for only 27 yards. Uh, I mean, tough situation. It's, you know, he was a freshman or whatever. So then he goes 2018, sits out a year, all that stuff. So 2020, he's at Virginia Tech. I'm sorry, not, and, you know, it gets a little easier there for him. Doesn't do much, only through two touchdowns. But then he's the starter, right? So he starts um, every game, and he has a nice season. He throws for... 1,900 yards, 14 touchdowns, four picks, uh, puts together a, a solid quarterback rating, and has a few good rushing games. 19 carries, 115 yards against Virginia, 71 yards rushing against Duke, um, and then he has others where he, you know, he shut down. West Virginia shut down his run game, 16 rushes for 15 yards. He had other ones with like nine carries for 12 yards. So it... He is a mobile quarterback, but I think it is somewhat inaccurate. Like, he's not like a rich rod quarterback where he's going to run for 300 yards. With that being said, you know, he's he's an older guy. He's a tough kid. I mean, he really is. There's an article, a good article in one of the San Diego papers about how he's going to become or going to try to become MMA fighter. When football's over, he's training in MMA and all that. So he can take a hit. Um, you know, he's not like dominant with his arm. Right, he's not going to go out there and throw for 300 yards. If he does, Arizona got, got blown out. His best passing performance last season was 254 against Virginia Tech, um, and a lot of it was because he completed a 70-yard pass. And, and so, he's not awful. Uh, he was sacked 25 times, and I know I keep saying Virginia Tech, but that's that's what we're going off. And I'm sure that's the film that the Arizona coaching staff is going off. But veteran guy, tough kid. Um, experienced in the sense where, you know, he started at Virginia Tech, but that's really his only full season of, you know, being a full-time starter. But, um, you know, he's probably an upgrade from what they had last year. Is he, would he be one of the better quarterbacks in the Pac-12? Probably not. He'd probably be average. Um, but, you know, he's still a guy where uh, he's, he's dangerous at times. So he's a solid C, maybe. Yeah, I think he's a solid quarter. He's not bad. I don't think he's going to lose them the game. You know, at, at Virginia Tech... You know, when he started, there wasn't really a game that he lost. He never threw more than one interception in a game. He had some really bad games, like Pitt, uh, you know, was 11 of 32, which is insanely bad. But, you know, 6 of 14 against Virginia, but he ran for 115 yards. But he's he's a solid quarterback. And San Diego State doesn't really ask their quarterbacks to do much. They're more of game managers. Let's run the ball, short passes. You'll see him a lot in the intermediate game. I, I think that's where Arizona's got to kind of keep an eye on him. All right. Uh, number two, how do you think Arizona plans on trying to stop Burmeister of the Yonkers cheese fortune? <laughs> I just made that up. Yes. But it does sound like he would be the heir of a, of a cheese fortune. May Google Yonkers cheese and see if that's a thing. I don't even think that's a thing. <laughs> um, uh, Shelby's grabbing her phone to Google Yonkers cheese. I'm not. Cheese. Uh, anyway... <laughs> that got me off guard. So Johnny Nansen met with the media today. He's not a man of many words. I like he's he's all business, but you know he mentioned that Arizona's defense is aggressive, and I said, do you have to balance being aggressive with the fact that Burmeister can run? And he kind of let the cat out of the bag, and it wasn't a big surprise, but he said that basically they're going to spy Burmeister. They're going to have a guy that is on him the entire time, and he said that's really picked up. The last few days, that's been a focus, you know, probably since Monday. And so, is it going to be every play? I don't know, but they're basically going to... Jalen Harris said the same thing. They're going to try to keep Burmeister in the pocket. 
you know, even if he's throwing outside of the pocket, that's when he's at his strongest, when he's moving around. If they can keep him in the pocket, he's not nearly as good. So you're going to see a lot of dime. You're going to see more defensive backs on the field, more speed and versatility and all that. They're going to try to keep him in the pocket. They're going to spy him. I'm not sure with who. It could be a guy like Gunnar Maldonado. It could be Jaden Young, a guy like that. It's not going to be a true linebacker. I don't think it's going to be like Jerry Roberts. That wouldn't make any sense. But they're going to spy him, and they're going to try to keep him in the pocket um, as much as possible. And so, you know, if he's doing intermediate passes outside of the pocket or if he's breaking down plays and, and throwing deep when he gets out of the pocket, I think Arizona's in trouble. If they're able to make him sit there where he's doing a thing where he's running nine times for 25 yards, uh, there's a good chance that Arizona's really kind of shut down San Diego State's offense. Will Plummer has been the Braxton Burmeister in, in camp because you always need the scout QB. And Nansen said he's done a great job. He's like, I really like Will Plummer over the last few days. So uh, give him a, a big compliment. But, yeah, their, their goal is to keep him in the pocket and try to make him as much of a pocket passer as they can. All right. Number three, the running game is SDSU's bread and butter. Would you agree stopping that is Arizona's top priority? It has to be. It has to be. And Anson said the same thing. With San Diego State, absolutely. And the thing with him is, uh, with San Diego State, is they're missing um, an NFL running back. And so, yeah, like, you know, they they the bread and butter is running right and, and obviously that makes sense but they're missing greg bell and this is a guy who ran for over a thousand yards last season nine touchdowns uh was really good like i said he's an nfl he's in the nfl right and you don't just easily replace him they're replacing him with like five guys uh they're replacing him with uh, a guy named chance bell not i don't believe there's a relation to, to greg bell it's just a common last name, right, like but, Smith Bell. Right. Smith Bell. That's actually a, a name. Anyway, uh, Chance Bell is solid. I don't think he's Greg Bell quality. Like, I don't think he's an NFL running back. He could be. He's not a Bell upgrade. Ooh, look at you. We're just all over the place tonight. We are. I'm very prepared for this. I have stats in front of me. But, like, last season he ran three, 72 times for 341 and 4. But he's another bigger back. He's 5'10", 200 pounds, built... A little bit bigger um, than that, but you know he, he's he's a solid back. He he really is. And, and you know, is he as good as the as the guy he's replacing? I don't know. I mean, he had ten carries for fifty two yards against Arizona, uh, but if you remember, it was the other Bell that rang Arizona's bell. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Greg Bell had one hundred and twenty five yards, a fifty five yard run, a touchdown, and was just running all over Arizona. So they'll use Chance Bell. They'll use Cam Davis, who's a redshirt freshman, who's fast but a little smaller at 5'8". They'll use Jordan Bird, who's also smaller at 5'9". They'll use him similar to how Arizona wants to use Speedy Luke. They'll use a guy named Jalen Armstead. And then Keenan Christian, for whatever reason, is fifth on their depth chart. Maybe not a, a true running back. Super fast, though. Like, when he gets out in the open, the USC transfer, he, uh, he gets it done. And, and so... You know, they, they have the weapons. The problem is, again, like, when you have five backs, you're not using all five. And Arizona's option is still, like, look, San Diego State probably won't have the same run game. They don't have the same offensive line. They don't have the same running back. But, I mean, they're good. Like, when, when Christian was at uh, USC his freshman year, he ran for 373 yards and, and two touchdowns and was a receiving weapon as well. Like, he, he was legitimately... 
you know, a, a good player. And it, it, his best game was against Arizona. He ran for 103 yards and two touchdowns. So completely different team. But again, like there's talent in that running back room. It's just similar to Arizona's in that it's unproven. But if Braxton Burmeister throws the ball 30 times, Arizona's won that game. I would be very surprised if there's a situation where Burmeister throws 30 times and the Aztecs won. Because if they throw 30 times, that means the run game isn't working or they're behind. Like, San Diego State is going to run the ball on first and second down. It's going to be short, intermediate. They're going to try to control the clock, the defense, and make it that type of game. If Arizona can take away San Diego State's run game, San Diego State's in deep trouble. It's easier said than done, but that's clearly the strategy for the Aztecs is to run, and for Arizona, it's to stop that run. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. It's the NFL offseason, but on Pick 6, part of the CBS Sports Podcast Network, the football season never stops. Host Will Brinson, John Breach, and Tyler Sullivan are joined by analysts like Brady Quinn, Leslie Ducible, Katie Mox, and R.J. White to keep you in the loop on everything happening around the league. Whether it's free agents signing with new teams, the all-important NFL draft, or schedule release day, Pick 6 has you covered. As the face of the league changes with every team move and player pickup this spring, Pick 6 is a must-listen. Download and follow on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, the Odyssey app, and anywhere podcasts are found. Great. Well, moving on to another position question. Uh, with that being said, there's still some solid wide receiver targets. Who stands out here? Yeah, so the biggest guy is um, Jesse Matthews. He, he's by far the, the best receiver that San Diego State has returning. He is the dude. Uh, 57 catches last year, 642 yards, nine touchdowns. Was really good. He's returning. It's funny, he didn't do anything uh, against Arizona. But, I mean, he's he's by far their number one passing option. Not a big guy. You know, six foot, 190. But, again, solid receiver. Here's where it gets interesting for the Aztecs. They lost quite a bit uh, from from their wide receiver room. It is it is very new. Uh, the, you know, they have a guy named Mekhi Shaw. Didn't really do anything last year, right? Then they have another guy, Tyrell Shavers. Solid, you know, had 18 catches last year. But, you know, not that dude, right? Not like a dominant guy. Um, their second leading receiver is is gone. Their third leading receiver, who is a tight end, is in the NFL. He's gone. Their fourth leading receiver, you see where I'm going with this, Shelby? Mm-hmm. He's gone. So their receiver room took a major hit. Jesse Matthews is good. You put Christian Roland Wallace on him, and you kind of make other guys like Shaw, Nicholson, you know, it kind of beat him. And, and Shaw's going to get a lot of touches, and, and I think they're going to use the, the, the running backs in the passing game quite a bit. But Shavers and probably Breon Penny are, are the two to watch out for um, besides Matthews. But again, similar to running backs, the only guy that's proven in that room is Matthews. I mean, Shavers for his career, like he's 6'6", 210. He's a really big dude, but he only had... 18 catches last year. I mean, it wasn't like he was, you know, a, a dominant player last year. 
He only had the 18 catches, and, and so he's good, you know, but it, it's, it's the type of deal. He actually started out at Bama, then went to Mississippi State, and then went to San Diego State. So he's had a heck of a, you know, a, a heck of a career. But he, he's a guy where right now he, he's kind of more potential than, than anything. Um, again, big kid. You worry about, you know, Tradon Stukes isn't playing. Where, where does Arizona kind of go against Shavers? Because you figure Christian Roland Wallace will be covering Matthews. But, I mean, Shavers is a four-star receiver out of high school. Had SEC offers. Like I said, he went to Bama, but ASU, Arkansas, Auburn, etc. So he's similar to a guy that, like, Arizona would take in their transfer portal and say, let's kind of rejuvenate your career. The difference is he's now at his second year at San Diego State. So, again... They're solid weapons, but a lot of them are unproven. But Matthews is is clearly that dude for, for San Diego State's passing game. The biggest thing with their passing game to me is how they replaced the tight end position because Bellinger was really good. I think he had like 120 yards last year against Arizona. He was the guy that had the big touchdown catch early on. He's gone. And so they have three tight ends that have like no, no playing experience. time. Right. And so... That's a big loss. You don't just replace an NFL tight end. It, that doesn't really happen unless you're one of the, the top dogs. It sounds like San Diego State, on paper, has some big holes. On offense, they do. On Defense off- is a different story, um, and we're going to get to another hole in a minute. Uh, but yeah, San Diego State on offense is absolutely, like, it's a question of what they're going to look like and how well they're going to play. All right. Well, uh, we're talking about this already, but question five, SDSU has lost quite a few guys on the offensive line. Is that something Arizona can take advantage of? Quite a few guys. So they still have good offensive linemen. Their, their center is a badass, Alama Ulave. Great name. You know, 6'2", 305, anchor of the defense. Uh, legitimately, like, good player. Then they also have Brandon Crenshaw-Dixon, who's a junior, returner, good player. They have guys that were, you know, on the team last year. But you take a look. Cade Bennett, transfer, Oklahoma State transfer, originally from Arizona. Arizona didn't really recruit him much. Starter at left guard. Right guard, uh, another guy. Redshirt freshman. Right tackle, redshirt freshman. Right? Left guard. So, so they're going junior, sophomore, senior, redshirt freshman, redshirt freshman. And only two guys that, uh, that started last season so they're replacing a good chunk of their offensive line you know you take a look at like like brady hoke was talking about the offensive line the other day and you talked about josh simmons who arizona recruited a bit and josh simmons is 6'6 305 athletic solid but he he said hoke he's like he's gonna start and he's gonna make quite a few mistakes because that's how we have to get him there and if you're arizona you're gonna try to confuse this offensive line and we've said before Johnny Nansen has had different looks. I don't think San Diego State necessarily knows what's coming. I know Hokey said he watched like the spring game and stuff. They didn't show shit in those games, but they're gonna they're gonna defensive looks that Arizona hasn't played in, in a long time. And I think they're gonna try to confuse these linemen. I think they're gonna be aggressive, and it is absolutely something that Arizona can take advantage of. You worry about Burmeister getting out of the pocket and making plays with his legs once that happens. But if you're Arizona and you take a look at an offensive line with only two returning starters, not a lot of experience, depth, and the guys that, you know, come, it's not like the guys that the other three guys are experienced elsewhere. Like, they're not. They're, they're pretty new here. They don't have their redshirt freshmen. Like, these are their first game starting they're and all that. They're little babies. Right. They're not little, but they're babies. They're big little babies. Right. And so, like, 
you're starting your first game. And we talk about Arizona, Snapdragon Stadium, blah, blah, blah. Well, this is a thing for them, too. Like, these guys are starting their first game in a packed stadium against a decent, like, it's, it's a thing for them, too. So it is something that I, I would assume Arizona is going to try very hard to take advantage of. And again, like you mentioned just now, the offense is a question, and it all starts with the offensive line because that's what everyone likes to start with. I was going to say, if we're all worried about our offensive line, I feel a lot more confident with who we've got than San Diego State. That's kind of concerning. If Look I was you. if I was an oh. Aztec fan, I'd be concerned. Oh, that's all I'm saying. Okay. Whoa, tacos are right. uh, Last question. What's the biggest question you have about the Aztecs opener headed into Saturday? So because this is we're previewing San Diego State's offense, the biggest question I have is you don't just replace NFL dudes. Like you just don't. And well, it's taken five to replace one. Right. So like you take a look on the on the offense. You, you had an NFL tight end, right? You had a NFL running back. You had an offensive, old offensive line, right? You had receivers that aren't here anymore. To expect San Diego State to just come in with that offense clicking is to expect a lot. So the biggest question I have is what they're going to look like. And I know that sounds stupid because it's so broad, but... You know, they want to start with the run. Well, you can start with the run all you want, but if your offensive line isn't as good as it was last year... You can't protect the quarterback. Right, so they were picked third overall in the Mountain West. And this is a team that went 12-2 and two last year. We're not talking about world beaters here. And I'm not, I, I'm not shitting on San Diego State. Like, I'm not saying... These like, are legitimate questions. Arizona's, you know, a dominant football team is going to come in here and roll. It, but you worry. And... and, and This would be the case for any team in the country, not named, you know, Ohio State or Alabama or whatever, like uh, an average football team. When you lose that much on the offensive side of the ball, there's questions. And so my assumption is San Diego State is going to kind of grind it out and win on the defensive side of the ball. But I really do wonder, like, you know, how good is Braxton Burmeister? How good is this this offense? Because. Again, they've lost a lot. What is it going to look like? We know what it, they want it to look like, but there's a difference between what you want and what it's actually going to do. And, and, and so I'm curious about that. I'm curious what Arizona is going to try to do with Burmeister and the exotic looks and all that. And I'm curious about everything. I'm just ready, Shelby. I know. I'm counting down the days till we leave. We're almost there. Drop our kids off at your sister's house and just go watch football. It's going to be so fun. And blazing. I- it's going to be an outdoor press box, and we're probably going to be hot as hell, to be yeah, honest with you. Yeah, but, but, but it's 90 degrees. And we'll be like, oh, this is nice. Shelby, have a nice little Mai Tai in the press box. I'll, I'll probably be wearing a hat. An $18 margarita. Are you allowed to drink in the press box? Oh, no, not at all. I didn't think so. I'm just setting the tone here. Thanks, babe. No no problem. Maybe I'll just go into the, fan, the stands as a fan. No, 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 no. That's highly frowned upon. I figured it was. Well... <clears throat> With that being said, Shelby and I will be back in 24 hours to do a defensive preview, which, just to be upfront with you, is going to be very different than the offensive preview because they, on defense, return starters at defensive end, defensive tackle, the other defensive end, the Sam linebacker, Mike linebacker. I mean, they, they, yeah. They didn't lose much. No. <laughs> they, they, uh, they didn't lose much, so... Yeah, I think they've heard one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, seven defensive starters. 
Well, good for them. Yeah, whatever. But again, similar to offense. We'll get to this in the preview. Don't know why I'm jumping ahead. They lost NFL guys. They lost Cameron Thomas, who's a effing monster. So don't don't give away too much. Got to leave a little mystery for tomorrow. That's Matt Arise's uh, philosophy too. Yeah. Wow. Okay. I probably mm. shouldn't say that. Anyway. With that being said, <laughs> said <laughs> thank you all for joining us very much. Bear down. Bear down. Back the A, as Michael Luke would say. And uh, thank you. Hey, Jason, um, who gets the Dumb Reporter Question of the Week Award? Well, there happens to be a local radio guy who asked Chad Fish if he would be going to the Cathedral Cla- uh, Catholic Chandler game, which, one, a head coach will never tell you what specific game they're going to, and B, like, really? At a weekly presser, you're asking about specific high school football games? He seems real smart. Real smart, dude. Survivor 46 is here, and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast, and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Vyadaris, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcasts.